This is LBC from Global, leading Britain's conversation. The best of Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. I hope your weekend has started well. I'm with you for the next couple of hours to ease you gently into your Saturday morning. In an hour's time, I'll be in conversation and I'll be telling you who I'll be talking to this week a little bit later on. Before that, I'll give you a chance to catch up on some of the best bits from the 4am spike this week. What do you mean you missed some of the programme? I expect a note from your parents or your doctor at the very least. So over the next hour, the best of Steve Allen. You'll hear what grabbed my attention over the past week from the massive stories we've all been reading and talking about to the barely Z-listers that we have to Google just to remember who they even are. Don't bother please texting, tweeting or emailing me about what you're having for breakfast, because I don't care, or what your favourite biscuit is. I couldn't care less at the best of times anyway. I'm Steve Allen and I'm with you until 7 o'clock this Saturday morning. So sit back, open your ears and enjoy the conversation. The art of seduction, according to Joan Collins, could be killed off. You see, I don't think people people do that now, do they? People don't do seduction. It's basically how, how drunk you are in a pub. Oh, you want to come back to my place? I got Kentucky Fried Chicken in and a bit of yesterday's pizza. Bit of a winning combination, that one. Because nobody does it. Um, sh- should, I, should I see you next week in the pub? You know, maybe we can, uh, perhaps, I, I, could, could I phone? during the week or something like that, and you think, oh, God. It's like all these people who join all these dating sites. They're not joining to go dating. They're joining for a bit of how's your father. That's what it is. They're sort of sitting there staring at the walls in their little flat in Lambeth, sort of going, what shall I do? Right, it's gone to one of those dating sites. Oh, ooh, somebody quite close to me. Somebody very, somebody very close to me. Wait a minute. How old shall I put? I'm 23, and uh, we, had, we had a woman once. We used to do a dating programme on LBC a long, long time ago. And so you could always... You were only going by somebody's voice. And what we used to do is people would phone up and they would sort of say, well, I'm looking for so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. And uh, they were all, you know, fairly ordinary people just looking for a date. We were very careful. If you wanted to meet somebody, we would put you in contact with them. But you must meet in a public place. Generally, under the clock at Victoria Station was a very popular place to go to. And uh, we had a girl on once and she elicited the most responses. Oh, hello. I'm five foot eight. Uh, I've got long blonde hair. I'm sorry. And then she went through it. Well, honestly, she sounded like the free gift. She got more men phoning up to get her details than you could ever imagine. And because she was, and she said, oh, by the way, I also ride a motorbike. Well, of course, this was it immediately, wasn't it? It was like, oh, my God, it's your fantasy. Well, not mine, but it, it's a fantasy come, come, to, come to, to life, isn't it? God, she rides a motorbike. Whoa, that means she's good. That'll mean she's good. It's like people, I never understood it. I used to watch Black Beauty. And people go, cool, have you seen Black Beauty? And I used to go, it's a horse. They go, no, have you seen the girl who's riding it? She sometimes rides it bareback. Bare-. And I go, right, why has she not got a saddle? And they go, she's, it, she's riding this horse bareback. And apparently that was some sexual thing. Me, I just saw a field and a horse. I don't see anything else at all. I couldn't Because I used to go riding and nobody ever went, poor, Stephen's riding a horse. Never happened to me. So why, why would it happen to somebody else? All those pro I never saw anything. Seriously. I had no idea that Bill and Ben were on the old puff. Nobody knew about it because there was weed every day, sitting in them between them, looking, and I'm thinking, this family are dysfunctional. Bill and Ben couldn't speak properly and yet managed to cultivate weed. I mean, you know, what is going on? But I, I liked all the children's programmes. Do you think Rosie and Jim were slightly peculiar? 
some something not right about their relationship at all, was it? Rosie and Jim? Oh, no, that was another song, wasn't it? Rosie and Jim. They were on a boat, weren't they? Canal barge. I don't know. Were they brother and sister? I don't... I, I really don't know. I used to watch The Wooden Tops, which was a bit before you two boys. And uh, I used to enjoy The Wooden Tops. They'd go, and here's Mummy Wooden Top, and they, they were all string puppets, and she'd wave. And then, you know, they had the father and the, and the children. And then... And here he is, Spotty Dog, the biggest spotty dog you ever did see. And that was the Wooden Top family. And yet they were just they were just string puppets. But when we were young, we were happy with things like that. Rosie and Jim were not brothers. Oh, what were they then? Were they just friends? They were just how old were they supposed to be? There we go. They're rag dolls. But apparently Rosie or Jim can be seen kissing duck. Uh Robin Stevens was the puppeteer. In their adventures, he can be seen carrying a notebook in which he draws things that he's seen. He refers to the boat driver as Fizgog, Loopy Lobes and Tootle. All right. But, uh, it's something not on, not right, is it? But I, I quite liked it. Quite liked it. But to, in, incidentally, uh, Rosie changed from white to black over the course of the series. It's very clever, isn't it, some of these series? We used to have all sorts. I remember one about a castle. How many series did they do? Do you know? Oh, right. Series one ran for a year, started uh, September, ran all the way through. There was loads of them, weren't there? I didn't realise how many there were. God, nowadays it's all. What are, what are kids watching nowadays? Eight series. What are kids watching nowadays? Peppa Pig. I've never seen Peppa Pig. Never seen it at all. I've got a bag from Marks and Spencer's, which has got pigs on it, but I don't think they're meant to be Peppa Pig, because that would be trademark, wouldn't it? So we can't do that. Uh, did you know Elvis... Did a five-minute, 46-second Christmas song called, unamazingly, Merry Christmas Baby, sung in the uh, the very few uh, blues songs heard at Christmas. Worth a short play, says Ian, to resurrect an old icon. About four minutes, 40 seconds in, he says, you'll love the pictures with the song. Well, due to the technology that we have at our fingertips, here's Elvis. Doesn't it? Blues music. I always imagine you can make love to that. Anything faster is the cheeky girls, and there's no chance. But uh, I quite like this. So Elvis Presley, Merry Christmas, baby. I wonder who he's going out with at the time. I wonder who his girlfriend was. I like the graphics of the thing. I think that's really cool, actually. It's always as good as you know riding a horse bareback on Black Beauty. Way. Get those little outfits on for Christmas. Look at that, look, look, the old bra, the peekaboo bra and, you know, the little rah-rah skirt. There's something nice about Christmas, you think. Mind you, Elvis himself had some pretty natty outfits, didn't he? Look, that's what a hairy chest looks like, Scottish boy. That's a hairy chest. Looks like you, doesn't it? Looks like you if you were doing an impression of Elvis Presley. You know, just saying, you know. Keeps thinking it annoys me because he wouldn't admit to the fact, you know, it's on his Twitter. His first picture on his Twitter is, is him sort of standing there with a baseball cap on, some stolen glasses. Don't want to make a big deal about it. And uh, I'm not even sure the camera was his in the first place. You never know nowadays, do you? Stuff, stuff wanders. It wanders. Why did the wooden tops only wear skirts and trousers and no tops? Were they semi-nudists, says Julia. I don't, do you know what? I've given up analysing programmes from years ago. Because people go, oh, did you know that so-and-so, so-and-so was that? I go, was it? I missed, I missed the point on most of it. But have a, have a wonderful Christmas. My, my favourite with the clangers. 
We liked the clangers. They, they were quite good. They were very odd, weren't they? Mind you, I still liked the um, the Wombles. The Wombles became... No, I don't want I don't want to know about your old favourite shows, please. The producer just issued a, a warning. Lifetime ban, he said. You'll never get through to anybody. Because it's uh, it's just not... not consi- it's like, you know, it isn't BBC Local Radio. And they will be doing... What's been your favourite Christmas film over the years? In fact, I should imagine, you know, one of the stations is probably running that with a week. A week, you know. Oh, I like that. What Steve Allen were talking about that. You can just imagine, can't you? I always imagine the BBC local radio. Not that I'm, you know, I don't really particularly bother with it. But it, it's a case, of, I, th- I thought it dealt with farmers and things like that, you know, and it gave you the crop rotation days. And uh, the fact today, it's time to plant your potatoes. And here's Bert. And Bert has uh, got an allotment and he'll be telling you how to plant. And I just imagine it was like that, actually. A rather sort of, a rather gentle, archaic sort of form of education. <laughs> I just tell you, go and buy them. It's so much easier. Uh, so we don't know about the wooden tops, only wearing skirts and trousers and no tops. But they, have you noticed, puppets don't have bits. They don't, uh, you know, even even Barbie, if you take all her clothes off, I'm not recommending it, she might sue. But, uh, you know, well, you don't know, you don't know. All sorts of things can happen. And uh, she she didn't have any bits either. Just a little, little sort of bust. They, why are they always very fiddly? When we bought my uh, my youngest... Uh, a uh, Barbie plane. To get it out the box was a work of art. It's all these twisty things that they put on it, which obviously done by a machine, because they're impossible to get off. So you end up cutting them, and then eventually you get the plane out, and then you put the decals on the side of it, and, oh, dear, they've got to find batteries. The battery bit is the big problem. If, you don't, if, you, if you've got toys that require batteries, please buy the batteries at the same time. They sell them everywhere. Even Robert Dias has got, just by the till, loads and loads of AA batteries in packs. I'd, I'd get them. Seriously, because otherwise it'll drive you mad on Christmas morning. We've got the toy, but we can't play with it. Why? Because Mum forgot to get the blooming batteries because she thought there were batteries in the garage, but it turns out there weren't. Leading Britain's conversation. The best of Steve Allen on LBC. Yesterday, yesterday, what is the, what is the chance of this? We go to Wilton's Musical. We'd been before, and the last time we went, we got a taxi to take us there. And then we get out the other end, and he goes, Steve Allen... And I go, yes. I thought, that's a bit unusual. We, we sort of, we're out sort of Old Gate Eastway. Then yesterday, blow me down, we get a taxi. And halfway through the journey, he goes, you Steve Allen? And his name's Kevin. And he's a black cab driver. And I know he's going to be listening this morning because he's, he obviously starts early and then finishes. Go, because it was tipping it down yesterday. What blowing horrible weather it was. So uh, he's a listener. He lives out the other side of London as well. And uh, we were saying how much the area had changed completely, you know, beyond any belief. And I did say we were trying to get into the blind beggar. But the other day it appeared to be closed. Perhaps they were having a shooting or something. Yeah, Ronnie and Reggie didn't want me in there. But uh, Kevin is named what I said. That's the most popular name on the programme, Kevin. And uh, so he gets his mention this morning. So uh, he'll be resting over the Christmas period with a bit of luck. Because otherwise, sometimes, you know, you, you can see loads of black cabs. And other times you sort of look around and get can't see any black. So when you see a light, you pounce on it. Actually, he didn't have his light on because he was going home, which is lovely. So uh, nice to meet you, Kevin. Thank you very much indeed. Hope you have a, a busy day today. This is LBC. Here, Steve Allen live every Sunday morning from five and Monday to Friday morning from four. So I'm just checking on how, how big is uh, a phone that they've got in, in Robert Dias. And what size is that? Wait a minute. This is uh, a, a simple little... Phone, little phone, but I don't, I, they haven't got size on it, have they? Come on, 40, oh, I don't know what that is. What's 40, f- just shy of five centimetres. 
Okay, and and width is that two centimetres wide? So it's a simple talking. Oh, I might have to get one of those actually. I've just got this thing about things in miniature. This 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 one I bought from Hong Kong or China is uh, see that looks quite cute, doesn't it? Really. So it's groundbreaking, and they love the mobile phone. So you can make and receive calls just like a, a full-size one with just a micro SIM card. Ooh. It comes SIM-free and unlocks, so any standard micro SIM will work to give you the connectivity. Where'd you get those from? Where'd you get those little mobile SIMs from? You get them from the same place. I want one of those now. I'm going to have to go to it. But our, our Robert Dias in Richmond doesn't have all the stuff that the other ones have. Seems to have different things. I quite like it, actually. Tiny... T- Normal SIM card will work in it. Oh, right. Lovely. Oh, well, there you go. That'll be today's little buy, I think. I shall go to... After I finish, I can go to Richmond and go and buy one. Excuse me, do you have the teeny tiny phone? No. Oh, we got Robert Dice on the Strand. Oh, yes, by the bus stop. Oh, do you think they've got it there? I could get off the bus there. I go, do you have a teeny tiny phone? Show it to me. And I might look at it and think it's not as small as I wanted it to be. Because the one I've bought is tiny. Really tiny. Looks really tiny. Paul in Poplar says, I've seen the tiny phone in Robert Dice at Canary Wharf. I want one now. You see, now now people are talking to me about it. Now I, I now I want one. Now it's 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 on my must must have list. In fact, actually, make an ideal little present, wouldn't it? For some, you know, for somebody, for sort of perhaps my godson. He has got a phone. Perhaps he'd like to be flash and have a little mobile. I might I might go and buy about four of them. <sighs> you see, I, I should be so upset if I don't get them. If I don't get them by by tomorrow, there's going to be all hell that's going to break loose. I'm going to be in such a bad mood because once I've set my uh, my heart on buying something. I want it. Uh, would this be said phone, says Dan. Free accessory pack too. It, uh, wait a minute. Let me have a quick look. Sent this. I'm just having a quick check on the pic. Yeah, that's it. I just want to see how big it is, actually. You know, I, mean, I know people have described the size of it. That doesn't mean anything to me. And so it says buy the phone and get the accessory pack for free. It was 29 quid. Well, if they haven't got it, I'm going to be so upset now. I'm going to get off the bus and go in there. I've just been reading about some of the uh, the nobodies who are on the red carpet at the sports personality. Uh, do Love Island's Kaz Crossley, Paloma Faith, Strictly's Amy Dowden, Beth Tweddle and some Bow Wow from TOWIE. What if Lizzie Cundy was there? Oh, no, if she was, she'd, she'd be telling everybody. You can do the old click and collect at Robert Dyer's. They have stock at the moment, says Derek. Oh, can we do click and collect? Can you order? F- can you? Have they got it in stock? Look at this, we're doing Christmas shopping on... No, can we do it on that particular branch? Well, can we do that? Can you get me four? Five? Get me five. See if they've got five. Because I think that, that sounds like a pretty good present for Christmas, doesn't it? Oh, buggy, you've seen your present now. Uh, no, I just... Um, yeah, can, can we do click and click? Check, not in stock... Oh, t- oh, that's St Martin's Lane. The other one, High Hoban... No, it's too far away. Where's the the Strand? Sorry, not in stock. Can you try Richmond? Um, I don't know what the postcode is of Richmond. Oh, right. Is it? Oh, right. Oh, well done, you. Let's have a quick look. Low stock availability, Richmond. Order it at Richmond. Order it at Richmond. How many can we order? Does it tell you? Uh, can we do four? It'll be it'll be interesting. See if we can manage it. I'm just so excited. We're doing this live on air. Doing this live on air. This is happening as you're listening. We're doing Christmas shopping on air. Have we got it? We got it. Four. Yeah. We got four accessory packs for free as well. Yeah, yeah. Check out. Oh, do we need to pay for it now as well? Oh, right. Okay. Uh, oh, wait a minute. We'll have to go and find the uh, right. Pay secure. Oh, lord. Okay. 
we're, we're going to do the news first. We'll have to do that during the news. This is so exciting. And I can't get out of the studio or in the studio again because they've got my pass downstairs. I'm marooned in here. Marooned. We have to buy these. 17... Oh, right. I thought they were £10 or £20 each, aren't they? So 80... Yeah, that's right. Oh, so exciting. So exciting. Right. News coming up. What, what else is happening? Oh, do the... See, Derek says they've got the... Th- every, somebody else says... Uh, they may sell out. Don't worry, we've already got them reserved. We've got them. We've got four and everything. And uh, Steve, your driver, says, shouldn't have showed you that microphone. Now I've started you off. <laughs> I'm so excited that we've done shopping at this time of the morning. I didn't think it was possible. Just got to find a blooming wallet now, see if we've got any money on any of the cards. Back in a minute. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. We just bought four phones. <laughs> so exciting. So exciting at this time. Imagine shopping at this time of the morning. How is this possible? Well, at least I've got them, so that's good. The payment for this is Robert Dyer, blah, 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 blah. And uh, thank you for choosing to shop. Well, there you go. Created account. I don't really want an account, actually. Well, I, yes, you can. You can use... Um, oh, we can't do it now because we're on the programme, are we? Imagine handing over a password. It's bad enough trying to think of passwords anyway. So that was good. So we sorted out a few little Christmas presents there. Do you know, I've got a feeling I'm going to walk in again, we've only got three. Because I'm assuming once this goes through, they have to check their emails when they get into the, into the shop this morning. Yeah. Because otherwise, how are they going to manage to give you your money back? Yeah. And we get the four accessory things as well. Whee! Goodness me, honestly. And you thought being a radio presenter was tough. Not really, is it? Steve, Robert Dias are now out of stock of the mini phone, says Jenny. <laughs> Do you know, that never surprises me. <laughs> never surprises me. We've done that on the programme before. Somebody said to me, do you realise the power of radio? You mentioned something. People think, oh, I like that. I mean, I'm the same. Somebody will talk about something on television or on radio, and I go, I wonder what that is. And I go on there. I think, I've got to get that. I just thought for ideal little Christmas presents. Ideal. This is the best of Steve Allen on LBC. Who are the names in the frames who you can get, uh, get rid of out of Corrie? Beth. Izzy. Sean. Sally. Nick, Sarah, Gina, Kirk, or Sinead? I wonder which one it could be. Or two. Could be two people in Corrie to get rid of. I personally would get rid of Sean. Who ever heard of a gay man working in a knicker factory for women? I mean, come on. It's not even believable. Kirk, I think we have to leave alone. Gina, I think we leave alone. Sarah Platt, mm, iffy about her. Izzy, I don't know who she is. Beth, just look, she's wearing leopard print. I'm sorry, that has to be that has to be death wish immediately. Sinead, Sally and Nick. Sally, Nick. Could be Nick. Could be Nick. They, 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 they could throw a wobbly on this one. Could be interesting. But uh, they say it will collapse in one colossal stunt that will leave one Weatherfield favourite dead. And that is a two-page spread in the, uh, in the Daily Star today as they sort of go overboard on how exciting it will be to kill off one. I think you could kill off at least three or four. But apparently Corrie is getting a new gay couple after the vicar Billy Mayhew falls for Gemma Winter's brother Paul Foreman. The bad boy, played by Peter Ash, was in the soap earlier this year as David Platt's cellmate, but fans had no idea he's Gemma's twin. <gasps> we never knew that. So a gay couple. Only the one in Manchester. Hilarious, isn't it? Gayest place on earth and they've got one gay couple. I think that, you know, you should have a gay couple running the corner shop or something. Don't you think so? Just sort of liven it up a little bit. I don't know what I was thinking about. This is the best of Steve Allen on LBC. Near the knuckle. If you had a date with somebody, how long would you wait until you finally pop into bed with them? About a year. I think I think worse. 
dear me, honestly, I've often said I'd rather have a cup of hot chocolate and a jigsaw than sort of worry about things like that. Good Lord. Young people today, honestly, so forward, aren't they? That's what it all comes down to, doesn't it? All comes down to this sort of, you know, bed hopping. Not me, thank you very much indeed. I'm a radio presenter. We don't have time. I'm not Love Island all by myself. Uh, Holly says, my good friend's nephew met a girl at university. They became involved in a church nearby after dating for two years. Uh, their very first kiss was at the altar of their wedding. Quite a rare... What? They don't, they don't believe it, Holly. They don't, but the boys do not believe it here. They do not believe that they go, that they get, well, no, you do. In America, they have these people, if they're, if they're religious, and you've got these little um, things, and you, I give you a half, and I keep a half, and that's to signify that when we're together, our love is together, but we stay pure. There's no, oh, don't sneer. These people over there, they're very religious. They don't want to be, so this is a symbol of my purity, and to prove to you that my love is stronger than anything else in the whole wide world and I can't wait till we're married and we have sex. You know, I, that's the only thing you sort of worry about, isn't it? And people are very good. They say, because I think you have to road test somebody. I don't want to be rude about it, but frankly, you don't want to get there on the wedding night and discover that, you know, they're totally useless. You know, it's just, it's wrong, isn't it? So people test that. I mean, very rarely, very rarely do you get virgin brides. I mean, it's a bit of a, you know, I mean, seriously. It's, it's, it's almost embarrassing, really. But, you know, if, if that's what Holly says... They came involved with a church, and for two years their first kiss was at the altar at their wedding. Can you imagine if all of a sudden you get, well, she doesn't kiss very well, does she? <laughs> As her tongue does the swoop inside your mouth at the altar. I don't think you're allowed to do tongues at the altar. I don't think the vicar approves of it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it does happen. They're very sceptical next door. Now, at, least, at least I'm not sceptical. I'm far more practical, saying, you know, I believe them when they say that they, they would stay pure to each other. I think that's quite touching. I know it's hard to believe, but it's true, says Holly. Whilst dating for two years, the most they did was entwine pinkies. Stop it, you... Holly, they're not buying it. They're really cynical this morning, really. This is the best of Steve Allen on LBC. (laughs) It's a running gag, this, with Holly. She says, listen, I met the young couple. They were loud and proud about their celibacy. If I can believe it, you can trust me. It's not me, it's them. They're shaking their heads now. If I could take a picture of them, shake it, they don't believe it. They don't believe in this day and age that there are... See, I believe it, of course, because I'm that sort of person. They don't believe it. Going, no, no. Because what they're doing, judging it by their own actions, judging it by their own actions, could you last two years? Couldn't last two minutes. You know, that's the kind of thing it is nowadays. It's wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You know, and here's a TV show about it. The best of Steve Allen on LBC. The four types of celebrity winter holidays. There's chav, more chav, really chav, and stupid. And here they all are. The Love Islanders, single celebs know to steer clear well, uh, clear to, to well clear of the honeymoon favourites over Christmas uh, because they all go off. Model Chloe Lloyd, model, really? That's what they call it now, is it? Knew exactly where to go with her uh, Union J's Josh Cuthbert, the Maldives. Union J, they can't still be working, are they? I thought they'd finished ages ago. But there you go. Leading Britain's conversation. The best of Steve Allen on LBC. Please don't leave Rudolph carrots. How much do you think we spend, oh, pardon me, on the little gifts for Father Christmas? You know you're supposed to leave a mince pie and a little whiskey or something like that. 98 million quid a year goes on little presents for Father Christmas. Yeah, seriously. Um, among the, uh, the items are the, uh, the treats you leave out. Carrots, bowl of water, a beer, apple... Chocolate, oats, sweets, parsnips, 
crisps, cheese, oranges, satsumas, sprouts. People leave sprouts out for Father Christmas. Uh, pet food, advent calendar chocolates, lettuce, lettuce, fizzy drinks, pizza, tomatoes and kale. That's what uh, that's what the reindeer get for Father Christmas. Mince pies, milk, cookies, glass of whiskey, glass of brandy, beer, chocolate, wine, cheese and crackers. Lovely. Cup of tea. See, I'm in there. Number 11 is juice. This is for Father Christmas. 12 is Christmas pudding. Who leaves Christmas pudding out for him? You don't do that. Nuts, coffee, turkey, Guinness. Guinness. Rice pudding, falafel balls, avocado on toast and ham. We didn't leave anything out for Father Christmas. We were adults. (laughs) <laughs> leave anything out for Father Christmas? Oh, did you leave anything out for Father Christmas? Of course you probably did, didn't you? Up in... When I was little. I don't remember. I don't think we did. I don't think we'd... we entered into the spirit of leaving out a mince pie and then coming out going, he's eaten it. Like we were really surprised. I don't think it works like that. Well, we didn't anyway. We were far too sophisticated. But I like the idea of leaving him an avocado on toast. <laughs> the best of Steve Allen on LBC. Apparently, Stacey Dooley... Who's the, uh, she does document, you might probably don't even know who she is. She's done a few documentaries on the BBC. Uh, but uh, for some reason, she wins this. And now they're going, oh, she's going to be given her own show. And everything. you think, what, because she can dance? You know, if people thought that you could get a job on the BBC or anywhere else by just dancing, it would be a lot easier, wouldn't it? Because I don't think she's got any personality. You know, they, they were saying she can, oh, she can do the one show. I thought, well, a chimpanzee could do the one show it's not difficult the links are not particularly long the guests are not on there for very very long and they've got lots of clips that they go to so because the the latest one alex is pregnant again so they'll hold the job open and they'll put various people in on it just because somebody's good at dancing doesn't mean they're going to be good as a presenter i don't i don't quite understand their logic it's like you know i can whistle does that make me a better talk presenter than somebody else no of course it doesn't you know can i do pantomime no can i juggle no you know, oh, Steve just done a very, very good program this morning. Perhaps we can put him with the circus. You know, that's exactly the same as Stacey Dooley. I'm a bit bored with the spin doctoring of it going, oh, she's the new rising star within the BBC. Well, she, well because she can dance. God, shallow or what? And uh, John says, Stacey Dooley's a good presenter. No, she does documentaries. You don't understand, do you, John? He says, your, repre- your opinion is invalid. Try seeing some other... No, she's a documentary presenter, dear. I thought you'd understand that, which is completely different. A documentary presenter is somebody completely different to a presenter who presents a programme. That's how it works. Perhaps you don't... I, mean, I don't know whether it's Rochester or what, but, I mean, that's how it works. You can, you can do documentaries because it's all done in little bits and then edited together. That's it. It's got nothing to do with presenting. She does documentaries. Completely different. I'm, I thought you'd know that. You sound old. That'd be the kind of thing you'd know about, but uh, obviously not. Well, there you go. Well, we soon find out. And also, you have to look right as well. If you're going to be a presenter, you've got to have the personality. We haven't seen any evidence of this at all. Don't know what you've been watching, but uh, obviously not the same programmes as the rest of us. Uh, Steve says, Billy, Stacey Dooley has made numerous documentaries on serious subjects with a strong personality. No, you're missing the point. You're missing that. Why do people not understand this? You know, he's called what? Oh, it's called a Tracy Dooley. Well, there you go. That's where we start, isn't it, really? Presenting a documentary is like doing four lines to camera and then you cut to the piece and all the rest of it. If you're doing personality on, on television, you know, you think you can do it. You can't do it. You can't. I've, listen, I can't even sustain a conversation with you and I could talk to most people. He, could, he can't do it either. He rides a bicycle and supports Crystal Palace. Don't be silly. 
Have you ever heard of a Crystal Palace supporter presenting on... It's not going to work. Yeah, this is Anna Reader present. Yeah, I'll rest my case. All right, there's one. We found one, OK. But no, completely different doing a documentary than doing personality presenting. You know, if you're doing a documentary, you're bland. And she comes over as a little bit bland, you know. And uh, Guido says she comes over as being a bit gormless. Uh, as people are gormless too. I don't think she comes over as gormless, but it's just a different style of presenting. It's like, you know, can you... So if you can present a documentary, you can do Newsnight, can you? Or you can do Panorama. No, of course you can't. Of course you can't. It doesn't work like that. But uh, now they say the big time beckons. I reckon it won't. Okay, they'll put her on a couple of things and then she'll vanish without trace. They're not going to get rid of the one and put her on uh, question time, are they? I don't think so. Well, just because she can dance, all of a sudden they've gone, oh, look, she can dance. That means she's got a personality. No, it doesn't work like that at all. I wish it did. God, it would be so much easier. So much easier. Uh, Joanne says, I totally agree with you. You know, Stacey, she isn't a TV presenter. No, she makes documentaries. That's the difference. That's the difference. Uh, you're absolutely correct, says Ian, about Stacey Dooley. Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm just pointing out to people who, who don't know these things, but doing a documentary is different. You know, you, you, you could have somebody like David Attenborough doing a very good documentary voiceover, but, you know, you, you couldn't put him on the one show and making the presenter on it because it, it just doesn't work. Different people, different, different sort of jobs. Bill says Stacey Dooley is brimming with personality. We're not, we're not disputing that. We're not disputing. Why are you not listening? Very difficult. She's warm, empath- empathic, oh. intelligent, and has already proved her capabilities with the way she communicates with people. It's not about that. It's not about that. Documentary making is completely different from fronting programmes. If she was any good, they'd have used her years ago. He says she's talked to drug gang leaders, to senior members of the Japanese government. She's young and has the potential to go far. Give her a break. Yet I'm just arguing the fact, Bill. You know, why is slow this morning, you know, like banging your head against a sort of a cauliflower wall. It's a case of doing documentaries is completely different. Completely different from presenting a magazine-type programme. Completely different. You know, but then you go, oh, she's going to go far. Well, she's been around on the BBC for years. They've not thought about her up until now. Wonder why? It's because it's the agent jumping in on the bandwagon. Uh, apparently, do you see the woman who won Strictly in a dance? She lifted her dress and had no knickers on. I think it's a little bit over-exaggerated, really. I mean, but she, she's dismissed it as, uh, you know, it was, it was a wardrobe blunder. You know, that's, that's the only thing you could sort of say about it. I mean, she did have things on. It's just, you know, you know when, when she sort of said... Who was that one who was in... Oh, I can't remember her name. I think she might be doing an ICE programme. It's... Um, and she came down the stairs and, and she was doing a come dine with me. I've got no knickers on. Michelle Heaton. And I remember thinking, oh, tacky, very tacky. You must listen to the little bit extra, actually, because that's got all sorts of comments about people. But she did have uh, she did have knickers on. They have what they call sort of dance, dance knickers, you know, which are sort of different from other ones. This is the best of Steve Allen on LBC. The ice skating programme's coming back, so you're going to be seeing loads of boring, you know, press release rubbish coming out, like, you know, Gemma Collins is 40 to 1, at least, and um, and various other bits and pieces. Not that we care. It, the programme was rubbish years ago. It hasn't changed. It's still the same pile of rubbish that it was, unfortunately. 33 to 1. Oh, so I've got another paper at 40 to 1. That generally means not a cat in hell's chance, doesn't it? She's bound to opt out at some point. Wes Nelson's the favourite. Way. Gemma Collins, Steve, is she fit enough and healthy enough for dancing on ice? 
Well, I'm assuming so. They've been filming it for ages now. So a lot of the stuff that you're going to be seeing is, is pre-filmed. So they've all done it. I mean, whether she does done well in it, who cares? I couldn't, couldn't. Yeah, we, we keep being told she's lost weight. I've seen no evidence of it at all. They managed to put her into what can only be described as a sort of a sequined tent. And, um, and it's, it's very nice if you like that kind of thing. They say she's lost weight. I don't know why. Why would you lose weight? She's only skating around the ice very, very slowly. So here they are, dancing on ice, promises fireworks. Can't imagine why. They've got people in you've never heard of. Most of them you've never heard of. You know, Brian McFadden you've heard of, James Jordan you've heard of, Jane Danson. Uh, Mark Little missed the launch due to Panto. Uh, due to Panto. So whether he's going into it, I don't know. Uh, Gemma Collins, they say she's lost weight. Find it difficult to believe how that's happened. She, perhaps she loses it off her thigh or her big toe or something. I don't know where it is, but she's getting loads of coverage, which means she'll probably be out early. You can just tell she'll be going around very slowly. Uh, the movie star is Didi Con, who I think was in Greece, the film, the original film, I'm pretty certain. The Love Islander, nobody cares about. Uh, the Pussycat Doll, nobody cares about. The Test Cricketer, couldn't care less about. The X Factor Singer, really not interested in. Um, and that's about it. They can't find people. They can't. That's, that was the reason the series was stopped last time. They cannot find people. Didi Con played Frenchie. In Greece. And Greece... She was in both, was she? How old is she then? Is she older than I think? 60... Is she really? She looks good 67. She has a, a partner for dancing. See, I couldn't do the dancing on ice. I couldn't do the other dancing. Although I, I, I could probably sort of manage to get myself around. I should be interested to watch and see what, what friends I know. I can ice skate, yes. Just in, in one... In one fail swoop. I just sort of go in a straight line. I'm not... I, I can't do turning corners... I'd love to be one of these people where you can just go backwards. But I think I'd just fall over. I can't even turn round at the same time as turning round because I fall over. And I suspect, really, on that one, I, I would fall over. I'd love to be able to do that, that skating backwards thing. I mean, there's nobody going to be lifting poor old uh, Gemma Collins up. Her partner is called Matt Evers. And uh, he must be dreading it. His back will be out but in the week, won't it? I mean, you can't do it. It's like, you know, sending old um, what's-his-face around the blooming ice rink. just doesn't work. This is LBC. Hear Steve Allen live every Sunday morning from 5 and Monday to Friday morning from 4. Uh, Cheryl Tweedy and uh, Oti Mabuse are already frosty. Uh, after failing to hit it off on set, apparently a well-placed source tells the bizarre column that, uh, in fact, Cheryl clearly sees herself as the bigger name, even though Oti has impeccable dance credentials. Bit of an atmosphere. Cheryl arrived with uh, such an air of superiority. Oh, she's Chav. She's Chav. She's got no superiority there. She's a failure in her love life and a failure in, uh, in her musical recording career. And, in fact, everything else. And dropped by L'Oreal. Now advertises hair extensions. Not very good. Oti has years of experience, but obviously, you know, Cheryl thinks that way because I'm worth it. I'm big star, Cheryl. People are going, no, you're not. No, you're nobody. You're just somebody else on the set. Never ever diss the people you work with. You never know when you might have to work with them again and they might, they, they might get, I don't want to work with that person. But uh, they've got, I think, Alicia Dixon and Jordan Banjo. Cheryl's uh, last performance with Michael McIntyre saw her being slightly bizarre, but there again, she always was slightly bizarre. I don't know what she talks about. I cannot imagine, you know, what sort of conversations she ever has with her friends when she goes out for dinner. Probably not a lot. She probably just sits there staring into the distance with a glass of vino or something. Actually, she probably drinks Stella. I don't. I don't think she'd be drinking vino. Do you anytime soon? Uh, why? I'll have one. I have at home. Paint the Stella. You got a big glass? Thank you. 
Yeah, that's what she'd be having, I would have thought. This is the best of Steve Allen on LBC. I just heard you saying you love puppy, puppies. This is our new addition to the family. She's a cavachon. Her name is Bella. Our other dog is a bichon. Is that bichon freeze? Yeah. Finding it very difficult to be friends. They're a bit territorial, I heard. The re- that's why I say it's, it's a case of all of a sudden, this is my house, da-da-da-da. Oh, hello, who are you? Cats are a bit the same. Cats are very much the same. Somebody else in the house, they don't like... They can smell another... Another cat around there, but no, I mean, I'm, I'm led to it. It's, you can sort it out, it's just it's a bit laborious. And eventually they do get it, but, but they, the, the, the little dogs, are, they, they can be quite vicious, can't they? The producers had the same two cats for nearly a decade. They still hate each other. Uh, ten years on, ten years on they hate each other. But dogs as well, because there'll be one dog... Who'll be saying, this is my house, same as cats. But uh, even together, because my uh, lady who looks after my accounts, she's uh, got two cats, they're brother and sister. And they do get on, but one's a bit more, bit more outgoing and goes and, you know, goes out at the night time. Tramp. And, um, and the other one just sort of sit. They just sleep. That's all cats do. They sleep. They don't do anything. They don't contribute anything. You never get... A, the most a cat will do, if you roll a ball, it might stretch a paw out. If the paw doesn't reach it, it doesn't care. It just pulls the paw back in again. You've basically got to give it the ball on a piece of elastic, you know, before it does anything. They won't do anything. Put the paw out. Whew, enough exercise for today. And then they go to sleep again. And then they wake up and they want food. Where, where, where's, where's the food? I want the food. Otherwise, I'm going to leave you and go and find another house where they pay me lots of attention. Give me food. I'm not eating that. It's horrible. And so cats then go back to sleep again. And then at night time, she had a, an awful lot of problem house training them to start with, putting down the litter tray. I mean, so it's like having an open toilet. The best of Steve Allen on LBC. There was a police officer a short while ago. He's in a relationship and he was having sex with a woman at the police station as well. I think he's um, a solicitor. And, and they got caught. So anyway, they've been reprimanded, um, but they're allowed to keep their jobs. I mean, I should imagine the, the, the solicitor's husband would have something to say about it and the copper's wife. Because now we know what their names are. I didn't know what their names were before. So they were, ha- they were having noisy sex. What does that mean? They're in a band or something. I mean, noisy sex. I don't even understand what that is. I mean, you know, I can think of all sorts of jokes that go along with it, but uh, maybe not for me, maybe for Campo de Gino, who was, who was captured by Michael McIntyre in his bedroom the other day. God, what a dull house he lives in. It must have been a set. It can't have been genuine. And then it turns out Sunita was in his shower. I've got no idea. The whole thing became... And then Boise turned up without Marlene. And, and I remember thinking, this is a bit surreal, isn't it? It's a little bit like people who call the ambulance service and say they've been having nightmares. It's, it's just really ridiculous. Ridiculous. Because Campo, Gino, de Camp, uh, gets upset about that path next to his house. He doesn't want people walking past. Well, don't buy the house then. Go buy somewhere else. Go and live in the middle of the country. Live up a tree or something. I remember him complaining about that. And then I saw the picture of the house. And, and I looked at the path. Well, of course they're going to walk past your house. Apparently some people, <gasps> hold back, go to his front door and knock. And ask for an autograph. Imagine. I mean, he should really do what um, uh, that the, uh, the Bokther from Brighton used to do. Good called Chris Eubank, and Chris used to sign loads of cards and just hand them out in Brighton on the seafront as he was going up and down on his scooter. Perhaps Campo de Gino could do that. Having a great Christmas, here is lots of love from Gino. 
Because he seems to do that sort of thing. He likes getting his kit off, I've noticed. Although, actually, it doesn't look so great, the body. But there you go. He's getting a bit uh, a bit old now. So, noisy snacks. No. <whistles> Can't imagine what that is. Can't imagine. This is the best of Steve Allen on LBC. Etna has started erupting again. It's, it, it is... Is it the most active volcano in the world? I think it might be. I think it might be. Whatever it is, it's, all, it's always permanently on the... It's going to blow. And it uh, had a little go the other night. Nothing, nothing particularly too uh, traumatic, because I think people are used to it now. And it's, it's so marked out with all this equipment and everything else, which detects if it's going to have a small eruption or a big eruption. It's not even in the top ten, is it not? Which is, which is the most active volcano in the world? Well, that, that's not the one in the, in the desert, is it? Oh, is this the one we can't pronounce? Oh, right, the ash cloud. Oh, right, that's the most active volcano in the world. Good Lord. Second one is? Vesuvius is still there, is it? Where is Vesuvius? Isn't Vesuvius near Etna? In Naples? Oh, right. Oh, sorry, Naples. But you're okay. It hasn't done anything as yet, and they're monitoring. Number four would be... (laughs) Oh, right. Four is in Indonesia. Three is in Japan. Isn't it funny? You never hear about these things. I like the idea of a volcano. I'm fascinated by volcanoes. Ever since I read Jules Verne's Journey to the Centre of the Earth, I was really, really Im- impressed with that. And I then imagined that you could go down these vents and when you emerged the other end, you were in another world, you know, where dinosaurs lived, where, where they thought this world was going to be. I've got no idea, but that was the fantasy, wasn't it? Uh, which is great. Somebody thought they'd, they'd seen the Loch Ness Monster the other day. We had another sighting of it. It's about every three years it comes up to breathe and uh, and somebody takes a picture of it, but they don't because they, they don't have a camera with them. So they can't prove anything at all. And basically they're liars because there is no such thing as the Loch Ness Monster at all. Etna is the, t- oh, Etna's the tallest. Does that make any difference if it's tall or it's, or it's short as, as volcanoes go? If you go to Lanza Grotti, right down the middle of the island, it's all volcanoes. You can see them all and apparently they do camel treks there. How dull, how dull. Get a DVD. Much easier. You don't need to go to a place, and it's not the most exciting place on Earth, uh, just to watch a, you know, a volcano, which I, would, I don't think they've erupted in, in donkey's years. We don't have any in this country, do we? So why do we not have volcanoes in this country? Why have they got them in other countries? Is it because we're not on a fault line or something like that? What is it? Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Because otherwise, you know, I can think of quite a few towns that could do with a volcano just outside them. Slough being one of them. <laughs> Because the poet laureate wrote about that years ago. Come bombs rain on slough. Thought, if it's got a volcano, we can do away with it, you know, at the same time. And then sort of build something else. Which would be quite... What now? Oh, we've got... We have. We've got extinct volcanoes. Blimey, where? Can we see them? Hmm. Right. Oh, you'll like this one. These are extinct volcanoes. OK. The Cheviot Hills. That's an extinct volcano. Uh Arthur's Seat in Edinburgh is an extinct... 824 feet. Giant's Causeway. What, there's an extinct volcano there? Or is Giant's Causeway the extinct volcano? That's all that uh, basalt. Basalt, isn't it? It's about three miles northeast of uh, somewhere. Uh, Bushmills, I think. Uh, So it was the result... Oh, these, these basalt columns were the result of an ancient volcanic fissure eruption. I've never been. It looks fabulous. I'd love to go there. I don't want to kiss the Blarney Stone. You've got to lean backwards. I think they might drop me. People hang on to your legs or something. Uh, also, Glencoe Caldera. That's an extinct volcano. Ben Nevis is an extinct volcano. It's the only one we've heard of. And North Berwick Law. Wow. Oh, there's one on the Isle of Skye. Uh, Culin Hills. Amazing, isn't it? We've got extinct volcanoes. 
Mind you, they did find, um, was it a dinosaur's footprint somewhere? Where would they find that the other day? Was it somewhere like Hastings or somewhere ridiculous? It was Hastings, yeah. They found a, a dinosaur's foot. It was about 10 inches across. And I remember thinking, good Lord above, good Lord. The best of Steve Allen on LBC. We've got uh, most of our In Conversation sorted out for Christmas. Uh, all brand new. There's only one repeat, I think, over Christmas, which I think is going to be Cliff Richard. Um, it seems ages ago we did that. It really does. And I told you yesterday, I saw him singing his new Christmas single on Songs of Praise with the lovely Alid Jones. And, um, and Cliff had recorded at Wilton's Music Hall. Amazing. Lovely. Which is where I'm going today. Three of us are going up there. We, we go and see the, the festive offering. It's Box of Delights. It's very nice. Looking forward to that. I shall sit on a chair and probably have a mulled wine. But we're going to the blind beggar, first of all. God knows what that's going to be like. I bet not say anything about the craze. God knows I've got to be in trouble down there. Oh, it's, is that Steve Allen, mate? Yeah, I'm a friend of Reggie and Ronnie. I go, oh, my God. It's funny, actually, we went in there last time and I kept looking around thinking, this place, has I don't think it's changed inside, the blind beggar at all. It's not as big as you think. It's actually quite small inside. Just the building looks huge. And, uh, and I was thinking, in those days, it would have been crowded with people. You know, everybody, Roggie? Reggie, what do you want to drink, mate? Okay, pint. Uh, Ronnie, usual, snowball. Okay, we'll get one for you, dear. Sweet martini. All right, there's a kid in the corner you might like the look of. He's a, he's a new crook on the scene. You'll like him. And that's what it was. It must have been full of crooks from different... Nobody ever saw anything. Nobody saw anything. I'm sorry, uh, Ronnie just shot Cornell. Not an ear. I never saw anything at all. Did you not hear the gunshot? No, nothing at all. Nothing at all. Okay, what, what's that hole in the wall, then? Good Lord, what was that? Mice? Could that be mice? I don't know. Wood rot. <laughs> Nobody sees anything. Ooh, nothing at all. That was like, what, what was that uh, Monty Python film where they're, they're, they're going to a stoning? And he says, are there any women here? No, 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 no women, no women here. Was that Life of Brian? So funny. <laughs> the Messiah. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> Hilarious. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am.